You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast with your garlic breathed hosts, Eddie and Matt. So, as some of you may have heard from the old Twitch show, Sunbird, our barbecue supply is no longer with us. My cholesterol levels are, are dropping as we speak. So we feasted on shrimps instead. Mm-mm. And that was a fine meal, but yeah. it's... Not the same. It doesn't have that uh, cocaine fuel that we need right. for this podcast yeah. to keep Matt awake during the exactly. shows. Fighting it, but no, it's all good. And we availed ourselves of the super secret shrimp sale. Yeah. So, uh, People have been asking us if we're going to keep the podcast going now that we have the Twitch, though. So... So I would like to announce we're going to get rid of the Twitch show and just keep the podcast. How about that? I love it. Let's do it. The one thing you can't do on this, though, is go, how many fingers am I holding up? Because right. now they can't see us. But they they know, don't know we're nude. They know that there's only one finger being held up. They can imagine. Yeah. They can imagine us. Right. Nude. Exactly. Poor things. If they've just eaten, they might be a little queasy now. I'm trying to think. There was one on the Twitch show the other day where it was like, I have one. I have something I'd say right now. Oh, I know what it was. It was the long con swag. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, something that is branded that has our logo, and you'll think of us every time you use it. A onesie. A suppository. <laughs> but I did not think that would fly on the Twitch show. Probably not. Even though even that's not that racy, but we say that. Yeah, we, we've been told. I mean, you know, not that we've done anything wrong since the last two, but uh, but before we ever even did the first one they were like all right let's have a sit down and we need to talk about you know what you can and can't do which is a lot it's yeah. supposed to be g-rated yeah pretty much but so far so good i'm i'm yeah. i'm pleasantly surprised that we haven't had any slips and those of you that are coming from our podcast uh, to the twitch thank you so much um but what know. if they're coming from the twitch to the podcast and hey we're tickled to have y'all too welcome to welcome to the potty pal but yeah, so it's just great. I love the cross-pollinization because we can be a little saltier. Not that, I mean, we're not one to use a lot of vulgarity. If you listen to us from day one, yeah, we slip a few SDFs, whatever. But ultimately, I don't think we're not really that, we don't work that blue anyway. But I like to put some F words in there because when we're effing excited about something. Oh, yeah. That's usually what it's more about. We're just so exuberant we get carried away. Because, I mean, hey, I'm a nurse. You better believe I we, we, we get a little salty at work. We use a little colorful language. so. And I'm retired military, so we never did. Yeah, you know, military's not ever been known for profanity or vulgarity. Um, but, yeah, but I just, as a rule, I, we, we have some people out there that are more, I'd like to think, maybe a little more delicate in their constitution, and we're glad to have them too, and so we don't want to harm their sensibilities. I mean, they look past the little bit that we're raunchy. So let me tell you this story, this this real life story that just kind of amused me the other day. Okay. Me and my son are walking back from across the street where the grandparents are, and there's a decent amount of traffic. It's a four-lane road. Mm-hmm. So I said, keep a good eye out here. Once again, keep a good eye out here. And he looks at me and said, kind of chuckles and says, no, I don't think so. So we get across the street, and I go, what? And he says, yeah, you said, good, die here. (laughs) In the middle of the road. I'm like, all right. 
that's a bit of a misunderstanding, but kind of gave me a sad chuckle. There you go. Good die here. Good die here. <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. Well, luckily, at least on the Twitch show, people tell us we're hilarious. I'm I'm over here smiling ear to ear, so yeah, but that's unrelated. You were th- you were still trying out the suppositories. Duh, duh. Well, duh. Well, duh. I'm listening to the No Class podcast. Well, duh. duh. All right. All right. Uh, so, what do you have to say about the long con, sir? It's the best. We have sold about thirty badges so far for those that keep up with such things. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention that on the Twitch show. Mm-hmm. Which, that's good for now because it's really not going to kick off into high gear until next month. Mm -hmm. So I'm not at all disappointed with that or saddened by it. After NTRPG, that's when people start thinking about us. Mm -hmm. And after NTRPG, if we don't see that sudden spike, then I'll be sad. And and we learned this, gosh, when we first were doing this. There was one point where it eked along, eked along, and we were... We were down, uh, crestfallen. We weren't trying to get any swag. We drug our feet on that. And you, you got to get ahead of the game with the whole China ordering thing. And even then, it's worse now. And uh, we were down to the wire, and all of a sudden, ticket sales exploded. What was it for Long Con 2? Mm-hmm. And we were like, holy crap. But it was just like at the last minute, it, it literally just blew up and blew our minds. And so we've kind of learned, you know, it, it's going to happen when it happens. But it happens, you know. Um, and, and I'm, we're going to hit 200 this year. Um, we're, no doubt about it. No, I have zero doubt. It's kind of like, kind of when we were talking on the Twitch show about like Eddie was having some trepidation and I had a little bit cause I won't like it till he was, a, you know, somebody 10 years, he was more comfortable on number two, like that pressure was off. And even I was a little more comfortable too, because I felt a little bit of the pressure, you know, did um, you? Yeah, a little bit, but, um, maybe it was the lighting could be, uh, <laughs> Yeah, for anybody that was concerned if I've done some weird die job on my hair, it was the funky lighting that I hadn't used. I didn't have my hat on like the first one. And I have this, I have a, a, the light over me was on and light beside me was on. Anyway, I got to do something about some front lighting or whatever. But anyway, for the Twitch, that's, those are the problems with like, like for the, the, uh, the podcast, I'm unshaven, unkempt, unbathed, whatever. But for the Twitch, like, oh, I need to go, uh. You put on a little concealer, you know, ha ha. You know? Well, that's why I will stay in the hat club. And I'm going to be wearing mine going forward because um, it was just weird lighting. You know, I haven't done anything weird to my hair. Not It wasn't James Cameron. Right. And I still don't get that that joke, but okay. Really? No, I really don't. Avatar. What about Avatar? Oh, because. CG. Yeah, looking Your hair was CG, yeah. Yeah, yeah your hair was CG. Um, now I get it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, games are being added all the time. We got Brendan LaSalle and David Beatty coming. And we got some other people like uh, uh, we got from uh, New Big Dragon. We've got LeBlanc coming, you know, and he's cool. I think Ben is coming this year. You know I mean, he doesn't come in November, but he's talking about Ben Burns, and he's always got some cool stuff at his booth. And uh, he's got some new products with his because he's the new Comet or whatever. And what about Bill Barsh? And Barsh is talking pace about pace setter games. Pace setter games. Really, I don't know that he's going to have a booth for pace setter, but he, he, as far as him coming out, and he's definitely someone who, you know, to us, ooh la la, you know, we're tickled to have Ben, uh, Bill coming out. And hopefully he's going to run the uh, kick open the door and kill the monsters tournament for yeah, us. Definitely. He was so uh, blown away by the terrain we had where we took his idea and kind of took it up a notch, but absolutely it was his. We stole that from, from him. 
Uh, but so I was like, why don't you come use our terrain and, and do what you do best? <laughs> Humiliate and yeah. destroy people. You Kill know? people and hurt their feelings. <laughs> hurt their feelings. Nah, we kid, we kid. We love. Not uh, me. We love Bill. And I really I love you, buddy, but. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We're the ones, I think, who coined the phrase barsht. So, but we, we say that as a, as a uh, friendly homage, uh, chiding, teasing kind of thing. Um, so yeah, long con is going to be great. Really looking forward to it. We're in a better spot as far as easier access to food choices for mm. our participants. Anyway, things like that. Okay. Uh, one thing we talked about on the Twitch too was swag. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to kind of blend that in cause I was going to talk about NTRPG, but carry on. Okay. Well, speaking of swag for the long con, yes, we are still looking for ideas and surprisingly, I think the most popular thing was magnets. It, well, that's all I saw was magnets. So if you want a refrigerator, a long con refrigerator mag- magnet, go ahead and let us know yeah, if that's the number one thing. Feedback. You can either do it on our Facebook page because we have a uh, the No Class RPG Facebook page or use email, which is uh, noclassrpg at gmail.com. Podcast. Podcast at gmail.com. We try to make it longer, but, you know, um, there is no the, though. Remember that. Or... Um, you can hit up the long con. Just hit up the long con, whatever. But I, yeah, on that Facebook page. But let or us. Or you know. can call Matt at three one eight. But it, would you be more interested in magnets or say a keychain? You know? But we would like to have something that is branded that has the long con on it, so everyone can see it, and you can always remember us fondly. Absolutely. Like those are the guys that stole my money and then canceled the con at the last yeah, minute. Exactly. I hate those guys. So you want to remember us for that. Exactly. But yeah, like a magnet, a keychain. What floats your boat? You know. Um, give us some ideas. Um, but yeah, so talking about North Texas, which is coming up really quick. About two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. We're you know, big proponents. We love North Texas. Great con. That's where we, you know, stole with both hands a lot of our best ideas. Um, that we're, that's going to be happening soon. If you've never went, I couldn't recommend it more. Um, you know, God bless and rest his soul, Doug, and uh, who was you know, used to be the, the big dog and you got, you know, Mike's still there and Gary's picked up a lot of the slack, Brian, you know, and there are a number of other people that, that help out behind the scenes. And now David, uh, Doug's son is, is even more involved. So, uh, we appreciate them and what they're doing, you know, and looking forward to seeing those guys and hanging out, like talking about Bill and Ben and all these guys, David Donahue, you know, and we're special guests. Yeah. And which is cool. This is our, Third time? Yeah. Third time a special guest. So it's really neat. We, we appreciate the on-air, honorarium from them. and, and um, Bad we, Mike was going to have us on his YouTube show. Was? Well, we've got one more chance to do it. It's got to be next Wednesday, and your schedule is horrible. Yeah, my schedule is, is crap. But um, the thing about it is, if this continues, knock on wood, our census is really low, so I might be able to get out a little earlier maybe. We'll see. But it's kind of like they need a concrete answer now. Well, I don't tell them. Uh, but Me that would, either. But I'm really flattered that they would want to have us on uh, their their cast. Well, we're hot right now. We're rising stars. That's true. That's true. Anyone would be lucky to have us on their show. Yeah. Um, look what we did for this whole dungeon. A- absolutely. Ratings through the roof. Yeah. Ratings bonanza. Yeah. I, it's funny. I Google my name. I oh, could, my. Because I do that periodically throughout my life. The net, internet's been a thing. I found some money the government owed me doing that one time. So put that in. You laugh, but um, but when I did, 
uh, it was some psychotherapist out of Washington State, the first 12. But then there was Matt Gullett on this whole Dungeon podcast. I was like, what are the odds? Um, but it's a funny little uh, aside about NTRPG. God rest his soul. But I remember Doug years ago was like, I'm bringing food trucks. And everybody's like, that's brilliant. And I'm thinking, well, these are gamers, you know. And it was like, we'll have a lobster. And I was like, wait, what? And so leave it to Gary. It just God bless him. He put out a, a, a what, what would you call it? Poll. A poll. And yeah, you know, lobster got all of five votes. What were the top votes? Tacos and burgers. And that's like the, the venue we just left. There was a guy there who was like a brilliant chef. Really good. And, uh, but when we first would talk to him, let's like, let's just do like a club sandwich and a bag of chips. Let's do burgers, let's do tacos. He'd be like, we'll do lobster thermidor. And I'm like, dude, these are gamers. Think like 12, 13 year old boys arrested development. You know what I mean? And, and no, I mean, in the proofs in the pudding, I was just, I noticed that this morning that the pole by a landslide is burger truck, taco truck. Apparently pizza trucks aren't a thing or that'd probably be number three. You know, but anyway, I, I thought that was amusing little aside that lobster was way down there. Anyway, thanks for that look, buddy. Um, I miss the Twitch show. Yeah, me too. We're going to have some cool stuff in TRPG. So if Saturday, wear your long con stuff, and we're going to be giving away some cool, cool swag. Got some neat stuff to give away. Burn a hole in our pocket. Yep. Anyway. So do it or else. Yeah, you better. So we're really excited. Long, uncomfortable pause. Which you're in charge of preventing. So, so what do you want to talk about next, Home Slice? Oh, is that it for Long Con and NTRPG Con? Add add more to that, sir. Please do. I don't have to. Okay. I do what I want. I know. Whatever, whatever. You're an outlaw. You're a Texas outlaw. No, after that, oh, here we go. One that we forgot last time. The viewer mail. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you got that. Fired up and ready to go? Your oh, response to it, that is? Oh, yeah. You better believe it. So, Jonathan K., and I'll just paraphrase this down as much as I can. If you had to recast the A-team, who would you put in there? Well, first of all, I would want to call them the double D-team. I miss the Twitch show. <laughs> and you I guys would, don't get the, the benefit of the looks anymore. Yeah, yeah. The looks would be great. Christina Hendricks is Hannibal. Queen Latifah as B.A., Charlotte McKinney as Face, and Gina Carano as Murdoch, because Murdoch's kind of crazy. And I think Gina Carano's a little crazy, too. Huh. But these girls have something in common, but I can't quite put my finger on it, at least not in public. <laughs> We've got to start doing this as a video podcast we, now. We, we probably have to put this on. That's the only way we're, we're ever going to get on YouTube is if we do it ourselves, apparently. Now, I know you have a fondness for double Ds, but do you have a fondness for the A-Team? Oh, absolutely. When, when, they, when they did the movie, I was so delighted in that, you know, and, I, and you know, who doesn't like um, the guy that played Hannibal? Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson, you know. And, and I think, oh, what's his name? Uh, Bradley Cooper was cool as face. I'm glad they had cameos for face and some of them in that. So. You know, I had an idea for him in a movie where his daughter get, gets kidnapped, uh-huh. but it was taken. Oh, man, that's crazy. Um, that's kind of like that movie, uh, well, never mind. Save none of those fake laughs for me. <laughs> oh, man. 
It's the Leave You Hanging Podcast. That's right, with your buddies. All right. But yeah, so what would you uh, do for your update of the eight? Well, luckily, we both had Gina Carino in our list, but I'm making her B.A. Oh, interesting. She is the Mrs. T of the huh. cast. She's the muscle. Yeah, and so it's but so not only did you 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 get a gender bend it, but you're gonna flip over to a Caucasian. Interesting, interesting. And this is not an endorsement of her or her ideas. Well, I That's just kind of the name that came to mind. Like that said, her is Murdoch because you know it's kind of she's a little she's a little out there. I'm gonna have Dolph Lundgren as Hannibal. Interesting. This is a much more buff A team. I'm saying he loves it when a plan comes together. That's right. And uh, Aaron Paul. As Howlin' Mad Murdoch. Oh, Come on. Yeah, that You like be, that. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Yeah. And Kit Harrington, who knows nothing, as the face man. There you go. That's a, that's a good lineup. I like that. I heard he was a very pretty man. I would watch that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I have, I guess, fond memories with the A-Team oh, and when I was a little that. kid running around, but mm-hmm. now that's... Not one of those things that I care yeah, about. That, that, that ship is safe. And that's coming from the guy that still keeps up with Transformers and Masters of the Universe and all this other childhood stuff. But, but I don't know why the A-Team just doesn't... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because it's faded out. It hasn't had movies and media as much to keep it alive in your mind. Yeah. Did, did you see the, the movie back in... No. God, it's hard to believe. It's been... That, that no. was until 2010, probably. But it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't... It was definitely one of those summer popcorn. I mean, at one point... They're shooting a tank to keep themselves from falling to the ground. I mean, there's some silly stuff in there, but over the top. But I mean, yeah. But know. to tie this back into role playing, uh-huh. you know, in every episode they got locked in a garage or something and they had to build their way out. Uh-huh. I was like, that would be kind of interesting to do in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And you might have to do it post-APOC because what would you do in the medieval dungeon, right? Right. But something like that where they get thrown in and locked into a garage and then they have all these bits and pieces that they could make something of. But they wouldn't. They would merely find a way to murder their way out. So right. that's my lack of faith in <laughs> murder mom. hobos. Yeah, murder hobo players. You've ruined it for me, murder hobos. That's right. Well, because I, I got to say, back in the day, and that's why I think what Eddie, at the end of the day, probably liked running funnels was you didn't have any bells and whistles. If your character stood out, it's because you as a player were more creative, thought outside the box, came up with some uh, clever plan. Because you didn't have nowadays, everybody falls back on. Well, my character has this bevy of bells and whistles and once a day abilities, and that one magic item that does this one little trick, and that's how people. But yeah, a lot of people just are busy playing on their phone and they go, "It's my turn. Let me look at my little you know menu of things I can do. Oh, I'll do that power or ability." So yeah, I mean, and if you like lock them in a garage or something, the first instinct is not going to be let's put some stuff together. It's going to be like, let's get the guard over here so we can murder him and then use his blood to lubricate the uh, bars so that we can slip through and murder the rest of them. Right. Right. I mean, you know, that's just everybody's knee jerk. And that's what I loved was even talking about living Greyhawk. When the first table I played at had two paladins and, and I'm playing this insane necromancer. Well, my thought was like, let's kill them all and turn them into my, my automatons or something, but the patterns like, no, we must. So we were the first part ever carried a lot of manacles and we weren't killing people. The paladins were like play. And again, nowadays nobody knows how to play a paladin. Like I kill all the orphans. You're playing the paladin. And, uh, do you understand what a paladin's about? What do you mean? <sighs> you know what I mean? But these guys got it. Like they played paladins and they were like, well, those are human beings. We're not going to kill them. We're going to bring them to justice or let the local con- constable, 
ascertain their guilt or whatever, you know what I mean? So, which was kind of neat. You don't, when's the last time you saw that in a party, you know? So, anyway. So, thank you for the question. Yeah, that was a great question. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Now we get into the pop culture stuff. Uh-oh. Books, comic books, the printed word. What have you got? Nothing. Wow. Okay. I basically have nothing but going back to the Twitch show. Mm-hmm. Check out Ragemore. Check out Barbarian Lord. We've already told you to check out Headlopper. But yeah. those are two super duper comics. Quick, easy, wonderful, fabulous. And I definitely want to check out Ragemore because the concept sounds really interesting. And knowing that it's Corbin for the artwork, which I love his artwork, and that guy, Jan, what's his face? They did Mutant World together. The guy's a great writer. This was probably his concept. Both concepts were probably his. And I love the concepts in uh, Mutant World. So, Well, know. I'm trying to think. Um, I think you said it on the show the other day about the Scald. Yeah. But is that the same term, I think, that you use for, I don't, like, uh, the sea creature broke through the whale's roof, talking about the ocean? Mm-hmm. or he's in the uh, crow's field or something, the analogy or metaphor or whatever, the colorful language instead of saying the ocean or the roof or the... Well, no, I mean, whereas, like, there's people... Uh, okay, so back in old D&D, you had, like, the bard, but, like, to play a bard, you had to have so many levels of wizard and thief and water, anyway, whatever, I'm going off on a tangent, but, you know, they used to have names for the different levels of, like, a wizard was actually called a sorcerer and a necromancer before he was a, a 10th level, your named level, you're a wizard. Anyway, so a bard, which is more of a European, you know, Western, typical, I think England, France, like a bard, actually in uh, the Viking culture, uh, back in the day, they had guys that were storytellers, not so much strumming a lute and singing a song, but they were these guys that traveled around who brought news because back in the day you didn't have the internet telegraph whatever the guys that went from town to town bringing news from how many miles away or telling some stories and tales was a scald in the uh norse viking culture or whatever back well then. i think the little metaphors like that too are considered scaldic oh interesting but so the idea was this guy's supposed to be the what Viking Lord or was he, or bar, excuse me, barbarian he's, Lord. Yeah. He's basically Conan the barbarian. Yeah. And so, but, but yet he's one that's got this real flair for speech as well that he totally mm-hmm. Jeff Dan, uh, deaf jam kind of, uh, spoken word, just totally, he owns a guy verbally, you know, so he didn't, it, and I don't know if later on he beats him out literally physically, but he yeah, does, he does. But the idea is probably because he got his dander up because he totally beat the guy verbally too. So after that, I'll go ahead and add this in. So it's a little something extra for the podcast. We're not just chewing our food twice. Yeah. So he does fight the guy. Mm-hmm. And again, very Conan esque. Mm-hmm. He freaking buries his sword in the guy's head. He just splits him right through the center. Uh-huh. So the guy sits down with the sword in his head and says, I'd always wish to have such a fine blade and slumps over dead. Oh, wow. I was like, that's pretty badass. No, no. It sounds like you got some really good writing here. And that's where you say, I think Eddie and I have, we differ on our uh, ideal artwork. I like myself a little yeah. more old school, a little more rough around. He likes his a little more polished. Yep. No one's wrong. No one's right. Yeah. I'm right. But anyway, um, but ultimately, like I looked at the quality of that artwork. That's not necessarily your cup of tea, but it sounds like the writing is so good. Yeah, I'm you, okay with that. Yeah, you're okay I'm okay with, with Barbarian Lords. I like what is it? The old Rat Patrol or whatever. Are you talking about? Um, 
Ed Hardy or like Rat Fink. You're a Rat Fink? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Is yeah. that it? We're, 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 it's more cartoony, the bug-eyed rat holding the big, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like Hot Rod magazine art sort of thing. Right, right. But that's that's something different. But like like we're talking about... Super jail. How, yeah. Now, but that's so... Or like, yeah, 12-ounce mouse. Well, that's where it... That just seems lazy or sloppy to me. But Barbarian and, Lord, again, is kind of that just bold... Yeah. bold line print or whatever, which maybe not Samurai Jack style, but kind of where it's like that just bold lines and not yeah. a ton of detail. When that's like headlock, but there's times where shown at a distance, you can tell they just did a couple quick lines to represent his head and his beard. You might kind of go, what? But if they zoom in on him, there's a little more detail there. But again, that doesn't seem like the guy puts a ton of, how do I put it in a way it's not deprecating, but it's definitely a more simplistic art style. Which I'm okay with. It's when yeah. you get into all that, I don't know, whatever that, we'll come up with that term later, but like the super jail and yeah. I think it was Hot Rod Magazine or whatever that had that same yeah. thing where, it, I don't it's know, there's something about that that but turns me what off. pulled me into DCC was they went and got some of the old school artists that were still alive and had them do their artwork. And so for me, it was the nostalgia of, I remember that from D&D back in the day. Well, old school D&D doesn't look like that. Um, no, no, but I'm just saying still you go back and look at the artwork of, some of those guys back in the day, the early artwork, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's not that polished. It's not that refined or whatever. Or that good. Well, yeah, you say that, but I have a fondness for it. You know? But? It's probably more nostalgia than anything. That, exactly. Should. So I'll own that. I'll own my side of the street. Yeah, I mean, it's more about nostalgia. And then if you can't like, you know, the legendary guys, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You, I mean, everybody has to admit that that's quality stuff. Oh, because sure. it's almost photorealistic. Yeah. But I could see where you say that doesn't... Because it's so realistic, it doesn't bring me into the fantasy. Thank it's not my favorite. And, and I think that might be it. That You have to admire the quality of the work, sure, from Easley and Caldwell and all those guys. Um, but honestly, I think something was kind of lost when they moved away from some of that other stuff. Something to each their own. Well, I'll even give you that. Yeah. Because it's like uh, the band that puts out their first album. And it's real raw in Garage. And then they get popular. And then the next one is super polished and poppy. Go, and you're like, meh. So, I mean, yeah, you yeah. you make a good case for that. Why yeah. not? But, yeah, but by all means, I admired those guys' work. But like I said, like you said, it's almost photo quality. You know, there's a certain element of that fantastic, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, so, yeah, yeah. Wow, we went down a rabbit hole there. But, no, definitely check out those comics. And we can do that on the podcast. Exactly. The Twitch show, we're under the gun, man. Yeah, we're, I'm like mentally like, if you're like, wow, Matt's got a little more curt and, and not quite so verbose. Well, we got to keep it mean and lean, you know. But uh, anyway, all right. So that is that all about comics and books? Yeah, that's it. Go run out and get those. Yeah, do, do check them out, man. They're awesome. TV shows. All right. What's your favorite version of? What was your favorite episode of the A Team? Uh, ha ha. Um, I just, I, dude, I, you put a gun to my head. Um, I was going to. I wish someone would. Um, so. Uh, I did not realize there is a third season of Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. And so actually I went back and I'm rewatching season two, not having realized until I was like, you know, I've watched this before. But I think I might have had a little potato water on board last time. So it, it vaguely remember it. But I really enjoying watching season two again. And I'll be watching season three soon. But definitely, if you haven't checked those out, Love, Death, and Robots – Sometimes they get a little preachy. Like there's one with three robots. Skip it in season two. But otherwise, there's some good stuff in there. Definitely. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Um, and then 
on a goof, I don't, this came up in my feed somewhere and I went and watched it, but there was a show that came out in the eighties called the atomic cafe. And it was all this stuff from the forties and fifties when we were under the threat of nuclear, uh, extinction. Luckily we've moved past all that. But, um, for me, it was interesting to go back and watch it where they took all these little pieces from those like, um, Things probably would have been on TV, like public announcements or before movies like, you know, in the event that you see a mushroom cloud, turn away and you get under your desk and duck and cover. And so it's interesting to see them take and they actually had footage from like when they were testing Fat Man Little Boy and and like the soldiers that were exposed to large doses of radiation before we figure that out. And like Bikini Atoll, you know, where they tested that ruined that island for these natural inhabitants that had lived there for generations. So watching this, you're just, you're a god going, oh my God, what our government did back then. And some of it was out of ignorance. Some of it was just their, their own, you know, well, we're so advanced and we're America and you little, you know, whatever goobers out. I mean, anyway, it's really interesting uh, and enlightening and disturbing. But so, I, did they uh, put the line in there? I am not a new. I am not an atomic playboy. Yeah. Did you hear that one? Yeah. Okay. And so, what's cool? This is, um, and I'm, I love. You can watch it for free on YouTube from end to end. So, by all means, go. There's no. I mean, it's free. You can see it on YouTube. The Atomic Cafe, and technically that's a movie. But oh well, I'm naughty. You son of a. I know. Um, well, tell me about another movie. Well, we're, I'm just going to jump around a little bit. But yeah, um, just, and a lot of these are like, hey, guess what's coming? Giving you a heads up in case you didn't know. Matt's looking out for you. Kids in the Hall. Love those from the 90s. They're back on Prime. Yeah. I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing your head. Um, so the Kids in the Hall are back. They're on Prime. So I haven't checked That's those out just yet. Prime. But I will. Um, I hear Guardians of the Galaxy 3 just finished filming. Um, Christopher Walken is going to be the Emperor in Dune 2. Uh, the Boys Season 3, the trailer is out and looks interesting. You're talking to my worms all wrong. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Stranger Things Season 4 is due out soon. And interesting little aside, May 30, the special, nothing special from Norm MacDonald. Yeah, I was really happy this? to hear that he had one more special saved up recording in, recorded in his living room. Yeah, recorded in his living room, figuring that I might, he's going to go for some surgery that he's worried he might not survive. And he had a person who's helped him through the years do a lot of his stuff. Like they recorded him. Well, then he survived the surgery, so he took it and threw it off in the back of a closet. And I forget about that. And then, bam, he, you know, he died, and tragically, and, and Norm McDonald is such a treasure, one of my all-time favorite comedians, so how cool that they're going to put this thing out. So it's going to be something he filmed in his living room, so there won't be a laugh track or an audience, but I'm, I'm curious to see. I think it'll be great, yeah. and I think it will be super dark. Yeah, yeah. But Norm, that is just brilliant. But it, was, it comes out May 30th. It's called Nothing Special, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be on um, It's got to be Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Because they just had Hitler's dog. Yeah. Yeah, I went in the special talking about Hitler's dog. Yeah, of all things. But yeah, so I was just, that's my that's my heads up for y'all on some things I'm watching or I intend to watch soon or they're going to be coming out soon. So your old buddy Matt's looking out for you. Your old buddy. You know it, your old pal. Your old buddy. Your old buddy, your old pal. All right, you got some movies? That was TV, folks. Yeah, that was basically TV. I watch the bad guys because I've been hanging around children. <laughs> That's not clicking. It's it's a cartoon. It's got Sam Rockwell as the big bad wolf. And it's got like another guy who's like a shark guy. And then there's a piranha guy. 
So it shouldn't be clicking is what you're saying. It should. It's a if kid's it did, movie. I would be concerned. Yeah. Okay. This, this is absolutely. But again, it's kind of like we watched. Uh, what was the one with Ryan Reynolds, the new guy or whatever. And because the kids were like, oh, let's watch it. And I, I'm like, this would be my cup of tea. And I was pleasantly surprised. This was, in, I enjoyed it, you know, for the most part. It's absolutely something for kids. Um, but it was, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. It wasn't the worst thing that's ever happened to you. No, I mean, you know, absolutely. All right. So movies for me, I have a theme. Uh-oh. See how long it takes you to pick up on it. Yeah. I watched Lords of Metal on Netflix which is a movie about some kids starting a metal band in high school and entering into the battle of the bands. It was pretty good. And uh, your man crush, was it Joe Mangelli? Joe Mangelli or whatever, yeah. He's in that. Ooh, la, la, he makes a, a brief, brief appearance. A cameo. But as what, I'm curious. A psychiatrist, I think. Oh, wow. So he is in there. It's an interesting movie. Faint, uh, damning it with faint praise, I guess, but yeah. it's definitely a movie that's on Netflix that you can watch. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. Did you pick up the theme yet? Yeah. All right. The other thing I watched on Hulu was Lords of Chaos, which is about the metal band, the actual metal band Mayhem. Oh. And have you heard this story before? Do you know off the cuff what I'm going to talk about? Didn't have you mentioned this before? Probably. I think so. It sounds familiar. Okay, so you may remember, geez, what, back in the late 90s, early 2000s-ish, there was the uh, church burnings Mm -hmm. in Finland or whatever, Mm -hmm. and all the Finnish black metal. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the most notorious groups because the original, well, maybe not the original, the second lead singer, was a uh, committed suicide is uh Bradley like a fan of yes this? yes that's where I, Bradley's told me a lot of these kind of stories and I remember I mean I enjoyed those conversations and him telling me about well let me tell you the lore about this t-shirt I'm wearing it's got these babies hanging upside down with crosses on their faces or something with hooks in their toe or I mean yeah, he's got these really wild looking shirts and you're like what the hell and he's like oh let me tell you the backstory but here yeah, carry on so for the newer listeners that's who does our theme music yeah our buddy Bradley so they're the, they were part of the people involved in those church burnings, if you remember that, back oh, in the day. Wow. And uh, the, one of the lead singers committed suicide, and so the guitarist's first instinct when he sees the guy dead is to run out by a disposable camera so he can take pictures of it. So he poses the guy around with stuff. Like the the murder weapon or this that and the other I, and I takes wish pictures. This was a, a video cast again. The looks on our faces are precious. It is rumored that the band ate a stew made out of his brain. The guy that committed suicide. They did say that they took pieces of his uh, what is that? Your skull, your brain plate, whatever, mm-hmm. and made necklaces out of it to wear around. Holy crap! They gave them to people that they really liked. Like, oh, you're some other famous musician in this black metal scene have a have a piece of uh deads that was the guy his uh skull or whatever wow so that's not even the weirdest stuff that happens that's not even wow i gotta check this out so eventually the bassist of the band decides to kill that guitarist but this is during like all these church burnings and a thrill kill murder goes on during it by yet another member of the band 
Holy crap. So, yeah. It's a very interesting story. And if you watch HBO's Succession, I think the youngest son, Rory or whatever, mm-hmm. plays the guitarist in this. And that's kind of odd, too. It does well, but when you know somebody from something else and you're like, wait a minute. So it was a rather interesting movie. There are some questions on how realistic it is because it's from the guitarist's point of view. But people are like, no, he was a huge a-hole. Whereas this makes him out like he wasn't that bad a guy. So that is the nickel version of the story. And I'm sure, again, Bradley is shouting at the podcast right now because I've messed something up. But, wow, it's a a heck of a story. Sounds like, what's what's the name of that one again? Lords of Chaos. And that's on Hulu. Hulu, Lords of Chaos. All right. And then on Amazon, we have Death by Metal. I see a theme here for sure. There you go. And that was the story of the band Death. Which I've heard of. Which I'll say invented the death metal genre. I'll say death metal genre, yeah. So, and that was kind of the history of the band. Mm-hmm. So that was worth checking out. And I think I could probably find a song from them to play for anybody. And they'd go like, eh, it's not bad. That's interesting. They they broke away from a lot of that stuff where, like me, it's like, well, it's pretty fast and it sounds like Cookie Monster on vocals. Yeah. So they had some other stuff as they kind of matured along, and I like more their back catalog stuff. So, yeah. But if you were a fan of the band, that was a very interesting documentary as well. Hmm. Sounds interesting, yeah. All right. We said we wouldn't do it, but how's those video games? You playing some Elden Ring? Uh, it's still packed away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I've definitely had the itch. I've had a very strong itch, but I have suppressed the, the need to scratch it. There's been a few times where it's like, eh, I'm going to do this in a couple hours. What am I going to do between this time and that time? And bingo. That's it. I'm like, man, I got home from work. I'd like to unwind. I got about two hours before I believe we need to go to bed. Hmm. Well, I could really do a little elderly. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't do it. You know? And I've been trying to I'll put a little polish on my... A mega mutant mayhem that the tournament I'm going to be running at North Texas and at more than likely at LongCon. So I'm trying to, and Eddie's given me some good feedback on that. But what everybody wants to know is Caverns of the Dead God. Well, pressure him. After this is done, it's it's all about caverns. It's all about caverns, man. It's all about caverns. All right, video games. Video I games. have played just the tiniest smidgen of Elden Ring to kill some time, but mm-hmm. I haven't discovered a lot of new and different stuff. Well, after this is what your third, fourth playthrough, I guess. No, this is it's my second one, and then I'll just bust out that character and go uh, run around the world and go like, oh, where's a dungeon I haven't been to, or mm-hmm. hey, that, there's that spell that I wanted to get, mm-hmm. just in case at some point, old Gary decides he's going to try it out again. Sure, I'll be completely ready. Well, yeah, because whatever he wants to do, you can go. I know just where to get that. Come here, follow me, or whatever. Or if it's like, help me with this boss, it's like, oh yeah, I can switch up to X Y Z. For the people that. We'll get this. My spell casting character now is strong enough to use Radan's great swords. Oh wow. So my Intel character now has a thirty eight strength. <laughs> so, yeah, you my Intel some, character. You, you got some levels under your belt, yeah. Yeah. Uh but I, I have been playing Pokemon Arceus. Oh my. Arceus, however you'd like to pronounce it. And every game is like this now. It's like Breath of the Wild. Oh, it's Legend of Zelda, but in an open world. Elden Ring. Oh, that's Dark Souls, but in an open world. Mm-hmm. This one is, it's Pokemon, but in an open world. Yeah. 
So it's got a few cool innovations. It's got some annoying additions. So the jury is still out, but I've probably played enough of it now that I will be forced to play it through the end. Oh, wow. We shall see. So scale of one to five, or you're not, it's too early to rate it. I'll just go with a three right now, but that's very subject to change because there's some stuff that's like, oh, that's really cool. And then there's other stuff that's like, this is so annoying. This is could it, drag the whole thing down. Is it kind of grindy? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things about it too is there is a guy that will sell you inventory slots uh-huh. and every time they get more expensive uh-huh. and your bag is constantly full. Uh-huh. I hate crap like that. So I hate it as well. That's one of the things that everybody online has complained about. So now I'm in it, and I'm like, eh. And that's one of those things where, like, I, I get that in, like, online games where they're going, like, well, you have to earn these slots, or you can buy with blip butt points, but if you go spend hard-earned actual currency, you can buy more of those things. I, I see kind of the impetus, but this is a game where it's not like, why would they do that to you, you know? It's just annoying. And I'll still say the best Pokemon game right now is Monster Hunter Stories 2. So if you haven't checked that out, do check that out and the daybreak or something like that should be coming out fairly soon too for monster hunter so give you guys a chance to get into that since i did eventually bring you guys around to the dark side maybe in the dark souls one time it was uh you one night it was me you gary and cody were all beaten on monster heads and monster hunter and i was like this is kind of fun but then but then we just it didn't happen again yeah the lightning struck that magic moment all right. Well, I'll give one very brief RPG update unless you or and if you want to too. Here's mine because it's going to be fairly quick. I've been I just ran a little bit more Barbarians of the Ruined Earth. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I'll say is people don't want to be cartoon heroes. Hmm. They want to kind of like you said the paladin's going to kill all the kids. Mm-hmm. It's like heroic characters, mm-hmm. cartoon heroic characters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, let's just kill, just kill some people. Are you, are you sure about that? So, yeah, people, there you go. People have gotten in these games where they're just kind of bloodthirsty, you know? Yep. Yeah. Because, but that's, yeah, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Enjoy what you enjoy, yeah. but that one's definitely one where it's like, eh, okay, maybe we're going to change systems. Yeah, and, then, and what a shame. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to say about your games, uh, the old... Uh, oh, I'm having a lot of fun on club nights running DCC. Yeah, what is that called again? Oh, the Border Marchers is the, just the name of the campaign. To give the Living name. DCC, oh, so to speak. DCC. Yeah, that's Legacy League. Okay, because that was I couldn't remember version. what theirs was. It's all good. That's their version of um, kind of like Adventure, Adventure League, League for D&D, where originally they kind of scoffed at the idea when two geniuses put the idea out there originally. But they came around to the idea half-heartedly, I say. But they have the, the Legacy League. So that, I guess if you go to a con and someone says, I'm doing a Legacy League game, you can show your documentation for how you've earned three levels and whatever gear your character has, which I think is good. Um, but honestly, most people are like, eh, I got pre-gen, just play one of my pre-gens guy. But anyway, but it, it's kind of like people say, you, you hate to maybe sometimes you get tired of one-shots. You want that continuity. And so there you go. You have it. Or, you know. And you want to be able to take your home character around. Exactly. Like, how cool. I would love that, though, if I could bring my, you know, con character that from a one shot where here's a pre gen. Well, if it earns some cool stuff, experience and gear, I want to bring it to my home game. Like, I played this at a con fair and square and earned it and, you know, but whatever. Yeah, any of that. So there's something to be said. 
but um but yeah definitely the the i've got a good little group there's a guy that i've been trying to get him to join us from the beginning and he right before he's about to move he joined us and he's like this is great i'm like yeah i wish you joined us sooner sean yeah sean and so sean had a lot of fun he was fun on the table which yeah i've been telling cody for a while hey let sean know he's more than welcome to him to come on but anyway he had a great time uh and luckily Jackson's going to be back. He's been having some health issues, but he seems really excited and we're glad to have our, our, uh, prodigal rogue, you know, back at the table. So yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to that. We've been having a lot of fun with it. Still room for a few more people. If anybody, you know, wants to join, uh, uh, we're, we're doing some fun DCC stuff. The adventures are pretty good, you know, that I'm running and at least I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So this week's, this podcast topic. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Well, that's it for the show today. <laughs> that's what I'd be saying if we were on the Twitch show. Right, right. But luckily for you guys, we can go as long as we want on the yeah, podcast. Exactly. And we can even say heck. Oh, my darn and golly. Um, so the other day, uh, I've got three great nephews. Uh, I've got Jack, Wes, and Austin. And Austin's my gamer. And, you know, I, his uncle, you know, planted that seed many years ago, you know, video games and eventually kind of a little bit of role-playing games. But he's got some buddies that one of them is fixing to start up a D, D&D campaign. And they told him, hey, come up with an idea for a character, figure out what you want to play. And so they probably, via text or who knows what, they're on Twitter or something. They've all been talking about the different class. So my nephew reached out to me. He's like, well, what, what a coup. I have an uncle who's like a long-time role-playing game. What would you suggest? And I tell anybody and everybody, play what you want. Because if you're going to have longevity, if you're going to have fun, if you shoehorn yourself playing something that you don't want to play, you're you're probably going to flake out and go away. And you don't want to be the flaky guy or gal. So uh, this week's topic is, is that made me think about this, was, you know, hey, he was like, hey, give me some insight. What's some ideas? What what should I play? Well, it's kind of like, he said, boom, here's the topic. You know, trying to decide on what character to play for a new campaign. Period. All right. So going into the topics, I would say first, examine the list of available classes. What role speaks to you? Melee combat, spellcasting, influence, sneaking, you know. Um, and so honestly, you know, so that's the overarching thing is what speaks to you. Now you might want to shake things up, try something different. And there are people like me and Eddie, I know we're both cut from that cloth that if we get rolled up and everybody else is hell-bent, I want to be the warrior. I want to be the cleric. We'll play whatever's needed and we'll have a good time. But that, not everybody, you know, is that. And I'm not, if you're not, I'm not judging you. That's great. But kind of, I would say generally, you know, try to figure out what you, you, what you like to do. I like to get in there and mix it up. All right, you probably want to play some sort of fighter type, you know. Of the four core... core archetypes you know you always had kind of the warrior the wizard the rogue the cleric but there's all these that diverges you know the druid is kind of a healer buffer too you know the sorcerer is in line with the wizard there and the warlock maybe um and gishes are different but that's kind of the hybrid warrior casters what would you would you add anything to that nope all right so unless you're looking to shake things up stick to what you like and so I've already kind of said that, but to really kind of underline that, you know, sometimes you want to try something different. Like, you know what? I play nothing but warriors. I'm ready to play something different. Great. But you might find, unfortunately, after a few sessions, you might be going to the GM going, you know, I thought I wanted to play a rogue, but 
it, it, I'm just not lining up with the whole rogue mentality thing and be big enough to own that and step away from it and find some excuse for de- to retire that character and come in with something else. Some classes are more complex than others. How much complexity do you want? If you're not sure, ask the GM, judge, dungeon master, whatever. Just because you can play it doesn't mean you're playing it well. And we've talked about this in the previous podcast. But if you're going to pick the role, please play to the role. There's nothing more infuriating for a group of people than the guy or gal that goes, I'll play the cleric. And you go, oh, awesome. And then you never heal or buff. Mm -hmm. Okay? You're a jackass. You know, you're playing a cleric. You know, well, I wanted to mix things up, but I would just want to basically play a caster like I always have when I played Wizards and Sorcerers, and I'm going to be doing every, you know, no, 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 no. If you're not doing a little bit of buffing and healing, you're a jackass. You know, you're playing the healer. You know, don't, don't play that unless you're going to fulfill the role to some degree at least. Um, would you, would you, you care to expound upon that, my friend? No, because that'll turn into a rant. Exactly. We don't want to do that. But anyway, I, I just thought I'd put that in there. And I've seen people, again, that go, I'll play the wizard. And then they do nothing but just kind of blast. And yeah, mm-hmm. you can do that. And that's a wizard. But at the end of the day, you're not playing your best wizard. You're not playing the best wizard you can play. If you're not doing some control, you're, you're not really, you're not a top-notch wizard. I'm putting that out there. I just said that. By all means, if you're blazing away with whatever, great. But if you're not doing some sort of control, you're not living up to the full potential of a wizard. So just because, yeah, I'm playing a wizard. Yeah, but are you playing it well? Are you playing a cleric? But are you playing it well? Even a warrior, uh, in some games, it can seem kind of humdrum. But like uh, DCC's D-Die, that's how you can be a brilliant fighter. You know, the difference between a ho-hum fighter and brilliant is the person that they always get to add the D-Die to hit and damage. So which is cool. But if you're calling out like, I'm going to try to trip them, I'm going to blind them, I'm going to disarm them, I'm going to shield bash them off that cliff, that's the, the great fighter as opposed to the mediocre fighter. Mediocre. So that's where, yeah, if you're going to pick the role, play to it and try to be the best whatever. If you're the bard, you're the influencer, you're the face man. If you're like, well, I don't want to go talk to the NPC, you know, okay, sure. You, and you might still be doing great otherwise, but you're not going to be the best, you know, bard. Nothing. All right. Um, avoid recreating a character from literature, TV, and movies. <clears throat> and I get it. A lot of times you've read that book, you've watched that show, and you're like, oh, man, that is a cool concept. You're probably going to end up disappointed because, like in the movies, Legalist is like surfing down the cliffside on a dead orc and fires three arrows at once and kills three orcs and backflips and shoot, stabs one in the eye to get a little distance and then shoots. Another. Okay, you're not going to recreate that in any game system. And then you're going to be like, well, I'm trying to be Legalist. Well, you can't be Legalist because he's too good. I mean, that's, he's a movie character. And, or some character had some cool concept, like he carries the circular blade of Blip Blap. The GM might be cool and go, well, we'll see if we can recreate this circle blade that Xena had or whatever. Or they might go, nah, you know, so you're going to be upset because you, you don't have the cool Xena circle blade, you know, and, and then, or if nothing else, you, I'm going to call my guy legalist. Dude, be original, you know, no Gandalfs, no legalists, you know, no whatever. No Wondar the Barbarian. You know, that's fine. At least it's that different. And you were being very tongue-in-cheek. This is, like you said, a very Saturday morning comic. That's not a campaign anybody took terribly seriously. So that's different. But if you're trying not to be totally goofball, yeah, c- come up with the original name, you know, Grug Strongbad. Um, Holt Bradshaw. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, you know, terribly uninventive, and so avoid recreating a character from Legend of Two movies. Terribly uninventive, and you're like to be disappointed that the system doesn't recreate what the character does in the book, the movie, whatever. And this is, I'll get to what I talked about with my nephew. I said, sure, most of the game is combat, especially in 5th edition D&D. So the combat role is important as far as picking your role, but what makes this character interesting outside combat? Does that concept jive with their role in the party? And that's where I think you can really take what would be a decent character, a good character, and make it even better. And I'm going to give props to my boy Eddie over here. When we played a campaign that we played for quite a while with me, Eddie, Gary, uh, TJ, and Leela, some, you know, all some good friends of ours. All, we had a really fun campaign that we played for, seemed like over a year, mm-hmm. you know, quite a while. Eddie was playing a ra- Elven Ranger, put a period on it. He played that Elven Ranger quite well. Good he was combat. named Legolas. Huh? He was named Legolas. Right. No, he wasn't named. He was Erevan. Or something. <laughs> we called him Erevan the Caravan for some reason. But anyway, but Erevan, what was interesting, there was a story that Eddie never let us in on. We had to figure out on our own, and he was subtle about it. It wasn't ham-fisted, but his character was a raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so, but he was subtle about it, and we were so busy being murder hobos and jerks. that we, Every time we went to town, yeah. they had to do the find him in the bar the next day or whatever, uh-huh. dunk him in the trough a couple of times, and uh-huh. put him on his horse. And, and maybe Eddie might kind of be a little like... Uh, Slow to respond during the first combat, let's say, of the day if we got attacked early on the road. I mean, he'd still bring it, but he, you could tell it wasn't like his usual, like his ranger was death on a stick. Um, and that was because it's kind of like, well, he's hung over or whatever. So there was a role playing beyond just like, I'm playing an elven ranger. What do you got beyond that? What do you mean? Well, what makes this character interesting? You know, one time we had a situation, and I'll talk about my role-playing years we were going to play pathfinder at alvin taylor's house and i could tell nobody wanted to play the healer so i'll play a cleric i had five different clerics made you go what each one had a different concept beyond just being a cleric like the, the, a role-playing idiom or whatever and so that's what i'm getting at is that's the the hallmark to me of what separates the you know chumps from the more ooh la la role player is yeah you're playing a cleric a warrior whatever and even then, you should want to do that well, as I've already talked about. But also, what do you what, what's going on beyond that? Outside combat, what what's your deal? You know, what 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 is your character obsessed about? What drives them? You know. So anyway, anything you would add to that, sir? Not really, but I do remember that I got the ranger because everybody else had already been playing. So it was like, what do you guys need? Yeah, we're like, play whatever you want. You know, you're like, well, how about a range guy? And you dabbled in roguery as well, because I don't think the party yet party didn't have a rogue. And between me and Gary's monk, yeah, y'all that made, covered the... Y'all made one rogue when you kind of add up, yeah. So, um, but that was a really fun campaign and a fun character. You know, I played a sort of a, a Zap Brannigan, you know, uh, sort of a face man paladin. You know. Which remember, don't base your character off of other existing characters like Zap Brannigan. Well, no, I mean, he it's, just, it's so wrong. Ha ha. Like I said, he wasn't called Zap Brannigan for two, is that wasn't his whole shtick. Because he was a. Um, Brap Zanigan. Yeah, ha ha. No, it was. Um, um, oh, oh, shit. I can't think of it now. That's bad. With his brother Galen. Yeah, that's right. Galen, yeah. What was their last names? Oh, man. Ah, oh, that's bad, man. But anyway, yeah. Put yeah. you on the spot. That's right. But yeah, but my guy didn't have a name you've ever heard of before. And for two is, it's just his demeanor, you know, the way he. Cain. Argentus Cain. Argentus Cain. 
just a car of tear, you know, yeah. But he he was this big zealot. And, you know, uh, when you're building a character, it's got to have a good charisma and a good strength and a good con. You don't have a lot of points left for intel. So he was the sharpest tool in the shed, you know. But, but I played to that. And there's nothing, like I said, when I played back in the day, um, my half-orc, that was just a beat stick in 3.5. He had a really crappy charisma and intel. I played to that, and it kind of aggravates some people. But I'm, what aggravates me more is I see somebody like, oh, my character, uh, when I'm min-maxing him, his intelligence is 6. You sure I come up with some really brilliant ideas for that character, you know. Uh, you're not really playing to your stats. Well, I mean, I, I just I just lowballed it because I'm min-maxing. Well, if you're going to min-max, at least play to it, you know. But anyway, that's another little tidbit there. But yeah, make your character, make your character interesting. Play them well, and have fun at every game. Every game. Every game. Wow. But normally that's not your goal when gaming. But have fun. Everyone should be having fun. Yeah, the GM should be collecting player tiers, exactly. and the players should be collecting GM tiers. Exactly. There you go. That's when you get to the really. Exactly. High tier, high level play. Right on, right on. You know, you can make. The <laughs> All right, man. Do you think we're out of hit points? Is that it? I am. I told you this would be short and sweet. Was it, folks? It was. Was it short and sweet. was it sweet? It was sweet, sweet, sweet. This is what happens when you don't give us barbecue. Exactly. We're like, the shrimp are overcoming us. The breading. Anyway, yeah. Swimming around. You know it. All that butter. Like shrimp scampi. Them shrimps. All right. Well... I guess the clock on the wall says we're all out of hit points, folks. Ah.